from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today, we have Team Licious coming on. Who's Team Licious? That's Ashley and Hakeem Gonzalez. They are basically a husband-wife combo that work at Beauty Licious, Lash Salon, and Academy. And we are super excited to have them on. I met them through Instagram, and I found out that they are a couple who do lashes together. And I said, I have to have you on. Now, I'm assuming there's other people out there doing it, but they're the first ones I've ever met where both a husband and wife team work together to do lashes. And I thought it would be really cool to introduce them to you. And hopefully, you'll enjoy this interview. Now, before we get into that, though, let's real quickly go over a few details of things coming up we have our last allergy course coming up on january 25th for only 59 dollars if you've been listening to our podcast you know we've talked about this that, that the protocol includes hooking up with a doctor and getting in basically dexamethasone right that's what we've been teaching you guys here now we've developed a webinar where we go really into the real nitty-gritty get into the details give you scripts give you how to do everything so that you're not just kind of winging it but you'll actually be authoritative on it so you definitely if you've not taken the class last year this is your chance to sign up, only $59. Also, we have our T-shirts, LashCon, link in the bio on our Instagram. Go check out, get your T-shirt from LashCon. We're looking for speakers for LashCon on November 6th through the 8th of this year. It's going to be amazing, guys. It's going to be bigger, better. Lots already getting some stuff lined up, but we're still looking for a, maybe one or two guests or speakers, not guest announcers, speakers. So if you want to join and be on that or have a chance to be a speaker, you need to go to the application. You go to our Instagram page. There's a link there. Fill out the form, submit your talk, and maybe you'll get selected. You never know. Also, we're looking for guest announcers as always, so please go ahead to the script that is also in the show notes and submit that video, and you can email it to paul at lashcastpodcast.com. Okay, before we get into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about Ashley and Hakeem. They were both born and raised in Southern California, and they live in Ventura County, so they're really close to us. They're about an hour and a half away up in Oxnard. Ashley has been an esthetician for eight years, while Hakeem has been a barber for over 10 years. And basically, 2020 was a, well, like for everyone, a big year of change, right? They basically got together after being closed down for four months and decided, why don't we team up? Hakeem, as he, he'll share his story a little bit, what happened with him, but he said, no, let's partner. And basically, Ashley taught Hakeem lashes. Now the two of them are working together doing lashes in Southern California, which is actually a difficult thing because California has been shut down for at least LA County has been shut down for eight months of the last 10 months, wherever it's been pretty nuts. But that all said, they're doing lashes together and hopefully the inspiration to you. If you're doing lashes and you have a loved one, Maybe you should get them to come over, sit down, and listen to this with you. Hopefully, maybe you can nudge, nudge, and get them interested and say, hey, they're doing it. Why don't you join me, and we can become a power couple. You never know. All right, guys. Hopefully, you'll find this encouraging, and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, we are here in the Lashcast studios once again, and we are excited because we're actually bringing something really special, like something really different, and that's something we're always looking for in our industry, or people doing special things, thinking outside the box, trying things that are new, because if you know our podcast, we always want to encourage you to try new things, expand your horizons, and uh, do something exciting. So today, we have Ashlyn Hakeem Gonzalez, who I already did the intro on and their background. So welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, basically, Ashley re- reached out to me, I don't know, it may have been a couple months now, and you just kind of said some really encouraging words, and we just kind of DM'd, and I looked into you. You know, I just thought, well, who is this person? Because she's so nice. And then I went to your page, and then I started seeing things like, wait a minute, 
there's this other guy with the same last name as you. And are they really doing lashes together? And then I, <laughs> I DM'd you and you said, yeah, me and my husband, I taught him, in fact. And now he's doing lashes. He's a barber, but now he's a lash stylist like me. And so it's pretty exciting for us. I think this is the first ever. Well, yeah. I mean, we have interviewed um, husband and wife and part, you know, um, couples that do the lashes together. But never before have we ever had a husband and wife who actually both do the service together. Yes. So, so it's wonderful. I'm really excited to talk to you. true lash power couple. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So let's get into a little bit because this is so unique. And I think people are going to be really excited, I think, to hear about your story. And hopefully. If there's any other husbands out there who've been thinking, ah, I don't know if I should do this. It's not manly or something. Like, get a, over it. Yeah. Like, was it a girl thing? No. It's actually more manly <laughs> to be able to do this, I think. It's like, you know what? So, <laughs> so mean, can you tell yeah. us about your journey? Yeah. How do you get into yeah. lashes and beauty and maybe that part? And then how did you both end up doing lashes together? Well, actually, the way I got into it was actually because he was in the beauty industry. He's been a barber for like over 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in barber school when we started dating, actually. Um, I was 19 and he was in barber school. He was 20. At that time, I had no experience. She had a, a government job. She would get the DMV for a while. And I was just like, man, get out of there. Let's just let's hang out more. <laughs> That's great. Seriously, his schedule was so flexible and mine was mm. so rigid by... I was in at the DMV from eight to five. And then I was doing night school at the community college from, you know, five 30 to nine 30. And we had a daughter not too long after, and it was just really hard. And I was doing makeup freelance at a salon. I wasn't licensed, but this salon was letting me work there part time. And, um, I was just kind of like a hobby of mine to make a little extra money. If you guys aren't familiar with state agencies, they don't pay too well. (laughs) So (laughs) I had to have a side job. Yeah. The salon that I worked at was actually a lash bar, but they were expanding and they wanted to get new new services. So they brought me on, but there was already lash techs there. So that's how I got introduced to lashes. Uh This was in 2014. They wanted to teach me when I worked there, but I was really nervous about doing lashes without a license. I was like, okay, makeup is one thing, but lashes is another. And so he was the one who suggested, well, why don't you go to beauty school? Yeah. Get it over with. This is get it over with and go already, you know? You've done it. She just liked makeup so much. So I was like, it seems like something you'd like for sure, you know? It's like a natural. And then before I knew it, she was taking off, so. Yeah, it just kind of happened kind of fast. Like, even when I went to beauty school, even though lashes was something I wanted to learn, I really, really went just to get my license so that I could work in a salon and have a flexible schedule while I put myself through university. So I did like, I had no plans on being like in the beauty industry long-term full-time. It was just like a step that I was going to take to be able to put myself through college to take the heat off. He was the breadwinner for like eight years. So I was just. Along for the ride. (laughs) A lot of people do that though. I know my mom and dad, they did that. My mom works with my dad to go to college and there's, the other way around. There's just, I mean, you that's see what that all the time. You do give and take. couples. You, you support each other. Yeah. I was the caregiver for our daughter. I took her to school, picked her up, made her lunch. I did all that stuff. And so it was kind of something so that I could continue to do that. I was going to go to beauty school so I could continue to do all those homemaker things while going to school as well. So it was kind of like a win-win. And then when I went to beauty school, it was also kind of like the perfect timing because we found out I was pregnant with our second child. So it was like, okay, do I go back to the DMV or do I go to beauty school anyways, even though I'm pregnant? And we were like, yeah, just go, just go to school. Who cares? By the time you're done with your esthetician program, you'll still be pregnant. So it'll be fine. (laughs) And... Now, did you get to spend more time 
together. You know what? In the beginning, for yes, sure. Yeah, in the beginning, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially with our daughter, which was awesome. I went from being gone from 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day mm. to being with her pretty much anytime she wasn't at school, which was awesome. And I really loved that because her first three years I was with her 24 seven. I didn't work or anything. So I kind of got a taste of that again before the baby came. And when yeah. our new baby came, I was able to work around her schedule. I was, I she mean, was working, working early mornings and late nights. Yeah. So, so was... that I could be with the kids all day. Yeah. So my days started started about 4 a.m. and it ended about midnight when I wow. once the baby did come because I was trying to fit my lash clients around his work schedule yeah. and I was kind of being stubborn about my I didn't want to budge at all I was like no I'm gonna work these hours and you're gonna work around my hours you know? <laughs> <laughs> I That's worked how out I for like the first year when I was working yeah. from home we worked out of our spare bedroom mm-hmm. and I was taking clients around his schedule because he didn't want to babysit the kids while <laughs> when he got off of work yeah Yeah. Wow. It it sounds like even before getting into Hakeem, you doing the lashes, it really sounds like you guys have a really great partnership in terms of like give and take. It's like, you know, this one needs this. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's not all rainbows. No, of course not. There's a lot of disagreement. It never is. A lot of times during that time, I was kind of you know, working those crazy hours, I definitely felt like frustrated because I felt like he wasn't supportive of my dreams. Ironically, when he was paying the bills so that I can do those dreams, I felt yeah. like he wasn't supportive. <laughs> yeah. So, but I felt that way because I'm like, well, you want me to not work nights so that you don't have to watch the kids after work. You don't want me to work early mornings because you don't want to have to take care of them in the morning. You don't want me to work weekends because you're off on the weekends. You want to have your time. What am I supposed to work? Yeah. <laughs> so it was like this frustration on his end too. He's like, well, yours is more of a hobby. You're hardly making money. So I don't want to sacrifice when I pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was so- like a... How did you come to uh, an agreement? Because obviously you found something different. Yeah. Or was- and what changed for you, Ashley? I started charging more. I think. I think she started charging more, and then <laughs> okay. she, she got her first location, and she started. I guess it wasn't it wasn't like just a hobby no more at the mm-hmm. house. It was right. like she became official, and I got my first studio. And as far as it goes, Ashley's always been great into, into like researching and stuff. So she researched like a lot of like marketing and what it takes to actually run a business. Whereas me, I got. I yeah, he owned a barbershop by this time already. Yeah, I had already been owning the barbershop, and then I was just. Kind of, I was just a real like lean, easygoing boss. Like I just, I'm gonna roll out of bed, go to work. The guys are paying me my rent. Like mm. I wasn't really like progressing too much as you can say, you, know, you can say that. You know what I mean? I was just well. Kinda- what I always like to say is that it was his dream to own that barbershop, like his childhood dream. Mm. So when he got it, it was like I didn't have, I didn't, I, didn't I never thought further than that. So it yeah. was just, yeah. It's like winning an Academy Award when your first move in, you're like, okay, now what, right? What would you do after <laughs> yeah. age 18? But I always wanted him, when he bought the barbershop, we actually named it Premier Barbers and Shop. So not Mm. barbershop. Because I really wanted, when he bought this, I was a sociology major in junior college. Like, I didn't have a lot of education. But I knew that renting your time for money, as Sheila Bella says, is like, was never where it was at. And that was before I even knew who she was. But I knew you can't cut hair forever. So I wanted him to focus on the sales, the retail sales part of it. I was like, I didn't know about training and all that stuff. But I knew that there was other ways to make money from owning a business. So I had told him, I, w- I don't want you to call it barbershop like every other barbershop around town. I want it to be barbers and shops so people know that you can come here and purchase barber stuff from you. And I didn't know how to go about that. I didn't know where to find a vendor or anything like that. But I just knew there was something in retail sales. So that was what I wanted for him. But he never... I just I never, never did it. <laughs> all my like uh, previous bosses, uh, shop owners and stuff, they were kind of just, I guess they were kind of like me. I kind of found into what they did. And my, my, I guess like my mentors, like they were just all uh, barbershop owners, but that's pretty much all, as far as it went. And now they're not. And now, yeah, yeah now they now they all sat aside their shops and stuff. So I was just, man, I should have really looked, looked into that a little bit more. <laughs> no, I mean, well, people don't realize that product is something that's huge. Now, lashes is a little more difficult, but even with our salon, when we had it for 13 years, 
we sold anywhere from seven up to twenty thousand dollars in retail in a month. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. now we're that's not all profit because fifty percent of that goes yeah, back yeah, yeah. the pace for the profit. But still, if you made if you sell ten thousand, it's really five thousand dollars basically profit that you're right. making. So that's actually I'm sure a lot of people out there could. Use the extra five thousand dollars a for month sure. to run their for business, sure, yeah. so they don't realize well, I didn't that there's have the knowledge at the time of how to go about yeah. doing that efficiently. And I knew he would buy gels and stuff like from the valley, mm-hmm. you know, go pick them up mm-hmm. at the beauty supplies. But I mean, he wasn't pushing them, and yeah. I would, like I would try, but I don't even have a sales. Uh, I don't have sales background. Yeah. I have customer service background, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know how to go about pushing him. And I knew about getting online and the SEO and your website, but I didn't know how to do that stuff. I knew how to do basic like GoDaddy website, yeah. but they were really crappy. So I knew I felt like I now that I look back, I had all the pieces. I just didn't know how to put them yeah. together. The puzzle. You didn't and know so, how to put the puzzle all in the right place. Right. <laughs> I really didn't. But I saw them and I was like, there's a picture in there. And I know if we work together, but it was a lot of me. And then I was in school and I was working. So when he wanted me to do, he would tell me, okay, we'll do it. Okay, we'll yeah. run my Instagram. Okay, we'll do my website. Okay, we'll sell the products for me. It was like, well, how am I supposed to do that? I'm not a barber. Yeah, she's not even here, so yeah. But so then once I had the chance and I got my first studio and I started being a business owner, I think it all like, it, there was more passion. Made more sense to you. Right. Right. So I was able to put those pieces together. Huh. So you started doing the lashes and, and your space. How did you guys combine them? Yeah. Can you walk us through that? I think he, he toyed around with it when I first took my certification. I was like, oh my God, it's so freaking hard. I thought it was going to be easy. It's freaking hard. I don't even know how I'm ever going to learn this. I'm not even going to do it. Oh, well, who cares? $30,000 down the drain, whatever. I'll just be a lash, a makeup artist. Yeah, exactly. um, And then he was like, it can't be that hard. It's so easy. Your friend does it, blah, blah, blah. So he, he, I was like, okay, try it, bro. So he got my learner's kit and he tried to like isolate my lashes on the couch the day I took my class. Yeah. And he was like, this is easy. I could do this. So that was the uh. beginning of, like the joke famous last words okay 2017 when i took my class and so then fast forward to this past year when i like i think when i opened up my first studio i kind of blew up i'm not gonna lie like locally i blew up like i was book solid i went into that studio with maybe 10 regular clients i didn't know how i was gonna pay my bills but i did it anyways Mm -hmm. and then by two months from then I couldn't even accommodate the amount of people. She had a waiting long. list. Yeah. yeah. My what, waiting list was months long. What was it that you got clients in? How did you track all these new clients? Was it word of mouth or? I would say a lot of it was word of mouth for sure. But to be completely honest, I have this personality that like, and he used to tease me when we first started dating. Like I'm so friendly and I'm not afraid to just talk to people. So when we'll be at the grocery store and I'll see them like in their, I'll see their order and they'll be in front of us. I don't know these people, you know, I'm like looking at what they're buying and I'm like, Hey, are you doing keto? And I'll just ask them. And they're like, yeah, how did you know? And I'm like, I can tell because blah, 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 blah. I don't do keto, but I've researched it. How do you like it? And my husband's standing there like, like, why are you talking? Stop talking. Stop talking. (laughs) But I feel like that has always helped me because I've, I've basically been a networking person since like I was a kid Mm -hmm. because I don't know what's wrong with me maybe my anxiety (laughs) I don't know but I've always been like that I love creating connections with people like real genuine connections so I just know a lot of people and I have a lot of people's trust maybe like Mm -hmm. people trust me so when I started doing lashes my class we had 24 girls and I was the only one that was fully booked in beauty school. Like in beauty school, I was yeah. fully booked doing services all day, every day. I couldn't accommodate people in beauty school. Wow. So I think because I just know so many people and I've developed so many relationships and connections over the years, it just was easy. It was an, you're a natural and, at it. And what I want to yeah, point out, natural for sure. yeah, I want to point out to our listeners, and this is something I hit off all the time about 
so many people talk about Instagram, social media being the way to do it. The real social skill is doing the real deal, like talking to people. One on connecting. one. Tusty was the same way. I mean, she's actually an introvert. She doesn't get a lot of energy from being with people. But when she needs to be on, she is the best of the best. Like she goes, she joined Aww. a gym. Like she joined a gym. It was a real high end gym. It and was to she, network, right? To network. And she just yeah. met people and they became her clients. And I yep. was the same way through beauty school, completely booked. Yeah. And it's so it's like I can see you just like, okay, I'm going to talk to you about it. It just became really natural. Same thing when you were yep. working in the salons and all that. She got booked out and everyone else would be standing around going, what's going on? And she would be the top salesperson. Why? Because she would talk to them, find what they needed, and then find things they needed and sell it to them. So yep. it, it's all about communication and talking. And you can do it even if you're a shy introvert. You don't have to be this outgoing, bubbly personality. Everyone thinks, like you said, Sheila Bella. That's what they think. That's sales. No, no, no. <laughs> that's They're, why I love her so much because oh, yeah. I relate to her. Yeah, you do. Well, you're you- probably the same wire. But there's other people, I would say, like, She's crazy, just like me. Yeah. But you said exactly, like, I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, but I did anyway. She's always like, you do it scared. That's what she sold me because all the things she says is, like, me. Yeah. I'm in her program, her Pretty Rich Bosses. Yeah, she's great. And you just do stuff, try things, fail. It's okay. I mean. And that's what I did. Okay. I want to go back a little bit because you said something. Hakeem, you're like. You know, how hard could it be, right? Take me back to that moment where you're, Ashley, you're like, okay, big guy, let me see. How was that moment when he's actually trying to isolate? What was that? Tell us about I, that. I did it probably for like about like two minutes. And then I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do it. I, I actually don't want to do it. It's not that but if fun. I wanted to, it would be I can easy. do it, right? I'll go back to hair. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. But when, I think when the day we really decided like seriously that he was going to learn, um, was during, um, so when I got booked, he was simultaneously noticing kind of a decline slowly in his barbershop. Mm. Um, slowly, some of the booth renters had left. And then um, the, the walk-in traffic was getting slower. Recently, within the last six years, a barber school opened locally, which mm. really saturated our local community with barbers. Oh, so okay. there was a few factors mm. that had, you know, yeah, happened. And then the barbers that worked for me, they were like, they're all, I just turned 30, but I bought the barbershop when I was 25. And the barbers that worked for me, they were already in their 30s. And they were kind of stuck in their ways. And, and they've been here for They didn't want to, like, they, I they try to get grow. them on social media. They didn't want to change and anything. Try to, they just believe because since back in the day, they, everyone was walking. Because we're right across the street from a, of a uh, naval, naval base. Mm-hmm. So all the Navy guys were just walking in all, all day long. But this was also one of, like, three yeah, barbershops. Yeah, but also one. Because I bought the shop off my, off, um, my old boss. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, these guys had been here. My barbers had been working at this shop for 10 years before I bought it. Mm-hmm. So, Together, like a yeah, team. So yeah. they, didn't, they were kind of just stuck in their own ways. They didn't, they didn't want to get in with the new, like it, with the new yeah. ways of getting things done. I and guess. like my husband used to tell me, what did I know? Yeah. He used to tell me that. Like, yeah. well, what do you know? You don't own a business. Yeah. And I would be like, true, I guess you're right. And they said the so same thing to wanna, you? He didn't want to be the one to take that step either. Yeah. Like he didn't want to force it on them because he was like, well, they've been doing so well, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like a lot of things that happened at once that yeah, was making sure. him be a little bit slower in his business. And then he saw me just consistently every month raising my prices drastically, but yet getting busier. And like the more out. I raised my prices, the busier I got. It was crazy. I thought I would lose people, but I couldn't. It was to the point I was working again from like 6 a.m. till like 10 p.m. again, but like six days a week. And I was making like crazy money. And he was like, man, and I'm over here twiddling my thumb, yeah. uh-huh. you know, looking for Stressing a with all these employees or these booth writers. Yeah, they're having to deal with everyone's attitudes. Babysitting. Yeah. Exactly, you know. And so, so I think it was that. Okay. So that was you- the moment that he realized like, well, man, maybe instead of you, because every day, I'm not exaggerating till this day, I get about 10 
to 12 people messaging me looking for an appointment almost daily. I can't even keep up with the messages, let alone yeah. the requests. So I was turning people away, sending them away to all my friends. Like, oh, here, go to Jennifer, go to Lupita, go to whoever, because I just wanted to help them. And what was happening was they were telling me like, oh, I went with her, but it wasn't as good. Or I went with her, I really liked her, but it's not you. And, and so I just started feeling, I wish I could double myself. Clone yourself. Yeah, that's how I felt. So I started training. That's when the training began. And he was like, well, if you're going to train other people. You might as well train me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> keep money in the family. He's like, yes. you're bringing them in. Yeah. And then we can keep them if I do it. And he's like, and then I don't have to be twiddling my thumbs all day, not having clientele. He's all plus. One of the things he didn't love about what he was doing was the way the culture was. Tell me. The barbershop culture, especially right here in Oxford, is just like a lot of walking base. So it's like, you don't know what your day's going to look like. Yeah. You might have a couple of payments of the day, but you're, you're hoping that you get that rush coming in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, it's unsettling sometimes. Like, I think. It's Friday, like I have a couple appointments, but hopefully we get a rush today. And then Ashley was already like, oh, no, I already got my seven for the day already. Because the like, guys oh, wait for the last second, right? They're not looking to book yeah, out, exactly. but women are a little bit more thoughtful, I think, right? Yeah. But that's because that's the culture we've built, I believe. Mm-hmm. I yeah. believe there are barbers who have their schedules set yeah, that right. way. And I used to try to tell them, you need to train your clients to, book to make ahead their of time. appointment. It's called pre But he hated turning down the money. He hated it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was what it was. It was just the convenience of the way my business was ran. Combined with how much more money my clients are willing to pay me. Yeah, I like the more money part. And I also like the part that you need a lot less clients and to do like lashes and haircuts. Yeah. I could do five girls lashes instead of doing 20 guys haircuts. Yep. That's yeah. right. So, Longer appointments. That was like the point for me when I was like, you know what? I think I could book myself out with the lashes a lot easier than book. I would have to book a hundred and some haircuts a week to be fully booked and wow. satisfied for the money I'd want. You know what I mean? And yes. then with this app. It's only like five or six girls I could have a daily. That'd be perfect. That's awesome. So I'm dying to know, when you started being on the books and being a service provider, what was it like when a gal would come in and be like, oh, I'm getting my lashes done, and then you come out? And it's like, <laughs> what? I mean... A guy's doing my lashes, you yeah. Know, there are some guys that do the nails, you know, but even, you know, sometimes a guy coming out to do your nails is like, oh, I guess you can do it. Like... Yeah. What is that like? For to you? be honest, the way we do it is um, still is kind of yeah. like they're either booking with him or they're booking with me. So they're they're fully aware yeah, before they, they yeah, even yeah. come. Before they show up, yeah. yeah. And you trained him just the way it is. So it's like you've kind of made a clone of yourself, right? That's why they go to him. Okay, because they know that you they, trained them, right? Or honestly. They literally told us verbally multiple times that like, well, if Ashley trained you, then. Yeah, they, she, she's well trusted, so. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Well, that's that's what happened again with us, with Tuss. I mean, there was a time back in 2008 where she was working six days a week, six in the morning, midnight, like you were talking. And she finally just hired some people and cloned them and dumped all our clients. And that's the clients only would go because Tuss had taken the time to train them. And that's really how you grow a business is you have to create those systems, those practices that are consistent. So client gets the same experience where they see you and see a team. If they don't, they won't stay. They'll leave or the trust will be broken. And then that's how things go south for a company. So, Hakeem, you're not doing hair at all anymore. It's just the lashes, yeah? No, yeah. I, no, I'm still cutting hair. Oh, I, okay. I still have my regulars, yeah. So, actually, in my barber shop, we changed it all up. In the front, we put um, it's a lash salon completely. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then back here, in, in the room we're at right now, it's a training center. This is, this is, we're in Ashley's training center right now. Okay. This is where she does like, all her training. And then I have I got my own separate like studio for cutting hair. In the training center. Now, have any of your past contacts, barbers, or people that you used to work with, have any of them reached out and said, hey, can, you know, this yeah. lash thing? Any interest that, you know, in what you're I doing? I used to tease you about being lash boy, but can you uh, ter- yeah. train me? I mean, any interest like that? A lot of guys. Uh, one of my friends, I've been uh, doing like his, uh, his sisters and his aunts and his cousins, and like he's like, 
how about you just teach me? And I was like, all right. Because that's, he's like kind of thinking like, hey, I could be making that money. That is so cool. It's like, it's like you are providing a model. Like, you know, you can do this and you can be perfectly masculine and you can raise a family and have an amazing marriage and you can still do this. I mean, that's fantastic. No, for sure. There was a lot of jokes. Yeah, for sure. Especially at first. A lot of jokes. What did they say to you? Are you really going to do that? Like, come on, like. I remember my, my, I told one of my friends, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to do it. And he's like, oh, you should try it. And he's like, oh, no, I'm too proud. And I was like, too proud to do what? Like, to make money? And I go, what are you talking about? That doesn't make no sense to me. Yeah. And then, my, and then like, I, I, I talked to one of my uh, tattoo artists. He's like a really well-known tattoo artist around here. I told him, I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing lashes. And, he, and he's, like, he's like, oh, that's cool. He goes, I've actually been thinking about doing eyebrows. Like, the, you know, I was like, oh, no way. I was like, do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that validation. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like, well, if you can do that. And then I think that. I've said this before that I think a big part of what kind of wows people with Hakeem doing it is that, um, I mean, he like, if you can't see, but he has like tattoos and he has the bald head. Like, he looks like he's a barber. Not- he's very <laughs> masculine. He's very, you yeah, know, so it's, it makes it a little bit funnier yeah. because it's not like he's what people would presume to someone be in the female yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Industry. yeah. I'm, I'm not even Right. I wouldn't even consider myself like a metrosexual or anything like that. No, like, my no. I'm always all messed up. My mess, like, I'm always... <laughs> yeah, that's right. what makes it, I think, even more. And if you really knew him, like, the people who do really know him, they're more blown away because he actually comes from one of the more tougher parts of our yeah, city. So from, it's not like he grew up in, like, a white picket fence no, 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 or anything. No, no. He grew up yeah. pretty rough. So... I'm totally in love with you guys. No, <laughs> Tell me the difference between um, working with women instead of working on a guy. Like yeah. a guy comes in and they're prettier, by the way. I think. Well, <laughs> you know, like yeah. what's the main difference? I mean, are they dishing like the girl? You know, like Ashley. You know, they tell you everything. What's that like? Some girls have been getting pretty comfortable with me. They'll, 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 they'll tell me like what they're do, what they got planned for the weekend, and what's going on. Uh-huh. Their problems with their husbands. Their with the, yeah. Oh, that's for a guy's <laughs> perspective now. Like, wow. I've overheard them sometimes because the way our our salon is set up, it's, yeah. we just have curtains in the middle. Yeah. It's not yeah. any real division. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear them. Some of them were my clients before, and they switched over to him now or whatever. And I'll hear them say stuff, and I'm like, she never told me that. Like, <laughs> 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 never confessed that to me. I'm just a good listener, that's why. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so that's fantastic. That's, no, that's great. And then obviously you've built trust. I mean, that's not easy. I think women no. going to the guys, there's going to be some bumps there. And for you to be able to have that personality to be open where women feel safe and feel like they can share stuff like that, I think it's great. It's a testimony to you and your skills and all that. And obviously Ashley's trained you really well. So that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good teacher for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool when my clients want to try him out too. Like a lot of my ride or die, you know, lifers will even ask me like, hey, would you mind if I went to go see Hakeem? And I'm like, no, go ahead, please. I want a break. Like, yes. go, go. I would love to be me stay at home and him just be the breadwinner now. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, do you guys have plans to like expand the training? What's, What's coming up for you? Long term, um, what I would love is if, so we get asked, well, I get asked all the time because I'm the only one who trains right now. I get asked for like bilingual courses and my mm. Spanish is not very good. And his is like great. He is his like other language. So I would love if he could like lead the eventually, you know, like bilingual classes. And yeah. then I think we could tap into a whole nother market that way. And then way uh, under tap, under- by the way. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Totally. They, I have a lot of clients who only speak Spanish and we don't communicate during our appointments and it's really shitty. And when they find out he knows Spanish, they literally told him, oh, okay, well, when you start doing volume, I'm going to you. Yeah, I'm going to you. Right. Yeah. Because they he, want it. And he so, can understand. But even right. the training, yes, I mean. Exactly. They want to converse. There's not a lot of Spanish training. I'm shocked. And I mean, yeah. maybe, I mean, Tusty actually just spoke in Argentina online. I don't speak Spanish. Doesn't speak was, Spanish. It was a interpreter. Translator. But I'm shocked that I have not seen a major brand 
go hard in on Spanish. I mean, like you're missing. We weren't going to. That's yeah. our plan. Good, that's Good for you plan. guys. You guys are really going to tap into the large market because it is huge. That's our kind of plans for him. So I have like a whole line. Everything is like branded of ours. So in our trainings, I give kits with like my tweezers, my mm-hmm. adhesive, my lashes and everything. So one of the things that we argued on, one of the big arguments we had when we first opened the salon together was that he made a comment about uh, how much percentage of the product sales he was going to be getting. And um, <laughs> I was like, what's my cut? What's your cut? <laughs> Hakeem, high five, man. Yeah. I, I love it. I was immediately offended. Yeah. Like, I felt like he insulted my child yeah. because what are you talking about? You don't make the glues. Any of those things. You haven't even invested $1 into the products or you know, hand testing them like I do, staying up late night talking to, you know, Miss Wang over online. Like there's, there's no way you're getting a piece of that. And he was like, well, what do you mean? A lot of the attention you're getting is because of me. (laughs) So I was like appalled. I was literally, I, my first suggestion was, I think we need to call our attorney. Oh, wow. We need to set up legal parameters because you are overstepping your boundaries. You have, you don't even have any regular clients yet. And you already (laughs) want to take money out of my money. I was so offended. I was like, we need to go and like talk to an attorney because if this is already happening, this is going to come up again later. So we need to lay out a, a plan, like a business plan yeah. and percentages and stuff so like that. So how did it work out? You got a lawyer involved or did you guys just sit down and a contract? I told her it's okay. I'll wait till it gets bigger before I take a cut. <laughs> you know what's really funny no. about that though? It really does show like your business mindedness. And it's like also your motivation, Hakeem, like you wanted to be really successful with this. It's like you see the opportunity there. And I mean, I know you have to work through the. But the at the same time, I, I totally understand Ashley going, wait a minute, you're not doing anything you want to cut? I mean, I guess, that doesn't even make sense to me. I'm sitting there going, it doesn't. but I get, but this is the but stuff. I have, I have plans for the future. I yeah. was thinking, yeah. I'm going to do a lot, though. I'm going. Yeah, that's right. And you got a lawyer waiting in the back room, too, when you need them. But no, I'm just thinking what's interesting here, this is what happens with couples. Yes. You're going to have. To figure it out, how you're going to work it yes. out. I mean, not just the business, but together, like this Every relationship. Detail. Not just the money part, but roles you play. Like both of you guys yeah. can't be the boss, right? So we struggle with that when we first did. Yeah, you're waving your hands. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the boss, okay? And, and you know, with with our business, we had to learn that too. When I first came on, my position was so I deferred I, to Tussle and everything. I'm like, I'm the boss. But then she <laughs> realized I don't want to be the boss of everything. She didn't like managing people. She didn't like doing all these other jobs. So I slowly moved into other roles but we finally divided up the company i said you know what when it comes to training the team that's your job you're going to be the one who decides how they get trained what they learn you're going to decide to schedule all that but when it comes to operations and how we set up our systems of course we talked about this but i made the final call but let me tell you ashley literally yeah. it was such a, a big deal for me i'm like this is my company yeah. i started everything's in my name and it you're- was <laughs> i am beautiful and it was in the end it still was i mean the company 100 was owned by her and, and he I, did. It changed from that. But for years, it was just like, it's my name. But the new company, our new company, which our is funny. Ca- now, last cast and all we're doing with yes. our, uh, that's now 100% our t- my name. Now, she's my employee. <laughs> <laughs> but it always, it, it just goes but you to give show it take. That, yeah, you know. It, no, right. No, yeah. And that's when I told him, I was like, you know what? I'll meet you halfway. And the way I felt would be meeting him halfway would be by getting him his own product. So I said, why don't we, I like white. I'm a white and gold girl. So everything I have is white and gold or a little bit of black here and there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why don't we do like a twist and we can find a tweezer that you love, maybe a couple tweezer, li- have your own tweezer line and we can mm-hmm. do. And he suggested like a gunmetal gray, you know, something like that, like something a little bit more masculine. So people yeah. who are kind of like team Hakeem and they are in 
inspired more by him than me and him going against the status quo and all that, whatever it is that that incites their passion for him, they can buy from him. And then Mm -hmm. there's people who like my side, which is whatever it is I am, like that's, they'll support me. And so we even talked about like getting like t-shirts and stuff so that people who really feel who resonate with me will mm. wear my white ones, you know, something like well, along yeah. those lines. So that way you are making money off your profit. And I said, I'll even go as far as to give you my distributors and my manufacturers. I'll let you have them. <laughs> and you can just, you don't have to do that legwork. That's a gift for me. You don't yeah. have to go through. I spent so much money finding these vendors and these distributors and hand testing things before I actually found good ones. So I'm like, I'll give you that gift. Yeah. But you do the work and you invest the money. <laughs> No, I think that's great. I mean, I think of another a mother-daughter team that oh, kind of yeah. did something, but Lash Bomb, owned by Jill and Kindle, and she started that company. And actually, Allie from Allie Lash Lily. Anarchist also worked as an employee there, didn't own the company, and helped her start a company. But then Allie wanted to do her own thing with her own brand. And she kind of started with this kind of more fluffy brand. Then she came with Lash Anarchist, which was like a little bit more true to who she is. It's a little more edgy. It's very edgy. It's yeah. very edgy. For, it's the most edgy Lash brand out there, probably. And but that was cool because it was true to her and it gave her an opportunity to stand out and differentiate herself from her mom. Well, Lash Bomb's not exactly the most feminine sounding name for her product line. It's still not yeah. as edgy as Lash Anarchist, which is all yeah. crazy stuff and all that. That was my way of compromising a little was just like, well, then why don't we find something for you? But it's still like a team thing. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of team, how do you guys... Um, is it like for us when we we're always together? I mean, because we go to the same place together. It's like we have you know, one car now. Too. One, we're There's... almost like one person, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's always we're always talking, and, and we really like that. We work well together with that. How is that like for you guys as a couple? It's pretty similar, honestly. Like we actually work really well together. So like, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. We yeah. fight too, but yeah. for the most part, we enjoy each other's company. Honestly, I think our relationship has gotten better since we started working together. I like to tell this story, and he doesn't love this, but I like to paint a picture. When I was working all the time, and I was never home, and he was kind of being the one who was taking care of the kids more, he missed me, and like we missed each other. I missed him too, I guess, but I had a hard time admitting it. We missed each other, and so we would fight. I felt like a lot more. We were so frustrated, and mm. and like we didn't see each other all day, and by the time I did get home I was exhausted I didn't have the energy to catch him up with my day I didn't want to tell him about what how my day was because I was just like oh leave me alone I need to I need to just go to sleep and then that was just every day and then so now that we work together and I prioritize my time and I'm scheduling I'm way better with my organization of my day Mm. um I think that now that we have more time together we have lunch together like every day we have dinner together every day like now that we spend more time together I feel like both of us are a lot happier yeah, so that way when I want to get away, I can just get away. I've already been with you all day. Let me get away. Yeah, you have to make an excuse. I know. It was rude for me to want to go have a drink with my friends after work when I hadn't been home all day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now if we want to have a day to ourselves, it's not bad because we've been together all day. Exactly. Yeah. What I love about it is is that we're totally on the same team. And like the stuff that happens in the salon or with clients, it's like happening for both of us. And it's like, you know, I hear his point, he hear my, and we both support each other. It's like, we're totally in the same place together. Much more empathetic now. It's no longer where she comes home and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get over it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, no, I know exactly what she's gone through. I've seen it. I've experienced it myself. And I've worked with a bunch of other women who've shared the same experience and and make sure I understand how hard it is working in the salon and deal with clients all day. But just like you said, when you need time apart, it's like, go. 
I need it too. I need, yeah, let's go. Yeah, no, we, yeah, we so have the problem. Yeah, so actually pretty good, yeah. No, that's Which, cool. And it's funny because when I first got into doing lashes and stuff, a lot of people actually made the comment of, why don't you just work at the barbershop? Hakeem already owns a barbershop. Mm-hmm. Just go make a room in the back or something like that. And I remember saying a million times, oh, no, I could never work with him. Like, mm-hmm. never live and work with somebody. That sounds like we would be divorced. So yeah. it's funny to fast forward five years and be like, holy shit, we're better than ever together. Yeah. I think a lot of people worry about that, and I, and I I would say, well, we always, when we first got married, we actually didn't know what we would do. We just said, one day, I hope we work together. We had this weird idea Aww. that we'd own a little cafe in Santa Barbara, and that Aww. we would just have this little place, And she, because she was, at the time, working more and cooking, and, and worked, yeah. uh, got into the, well, I want to say. Anyway. <laughs> Background yeah. of cooking. That said, we didn't know it was going to be lashes, but we did. it worked out, and it's actually something that I think is very fulfilling, and we love it, and I think a lot of people... It's not for everyone. I've heard some couples have tried it, and they go, nope, it wasn't for them. And I don't know if you will know until you try, though. Like you guys said, you, nope, would not work. And here you are, and it's working. So it's one of those things you just got to try it. And if it's if not, it's okay. They don't find another last salon to work for, I guess. I- no, for sure. And now that I see that he's actually really, honestly, I think he's growing faster than I did. Um, mm. And I kind of get a little frustrated sometimes when I see how good he is already. Oh, that's so and cool. I'm just like frustrated because I'm like, oh no, my man. God, I was so terrible at this yeah. point in my journey. Yeah. But I guess it's because he has me. He's a good coach. And he also was a barber, right? So you used your hands beforehand. So you've already had some of those fine motor skills. I always tell people that. I want to go back to something that you said early. And if you could just walk us through this, Ashley, there is a moment when you start doing lashes, you think, oh, this is going to be great. And then you actually sit down to do it and you realize how hard it is. I mean, everybody goes through this at the very beginning. They're like, I don't know if I can do this. And every single person that starts, every single person feels that way. So how did you stick with it? And how did you get, get, it sounds like Hakeem's just a natural, but how, how, how did you do it? To be honest, I think a big fuel to that fire was that when I was working at the DMV, as much as I loved working there, because I love anywhere I work, I've worked so many places and I always love it. Mm -hmm. I had a boss that shouldn't have been a manager and was just really toxic and really micromanaging. I was miserable every day there. And I really wanted to go to university. And so the only thing that was holding me from university was having something to help me put me through school. And so I think I wanted to make this work so desperately. And I was like, the only way I'm going to get there is if I have a way to put myself through college. So it was almost like I had to. You had to. You had no choice. Yeah. So I was like, I just spent $15,000 on beauty school. Like, Right. Got to. And so that made you stick with it. And then it clicked in. It was really just like, I have to do this. And I'm also one of those people where I don't, like when I feel like I can't do something. So it was more of a, okay, I'm probably not going to be a lash tech, but I need to master this for my own Okay, so the fu- the funny thing is, it's it's kind of like um, when you learn how to ride a bike. You once you get it, it clicks. You know how to do it. You right. get back on that bike, yeah. no matter what, and you can ride it. It's like you just needed to stick with it until it clicked. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's an encouragement to all of our listeners. If you are at a place in your career where you're just starting out or you're trying to tackle a new skill, nobody likes to feel like they're bad at something. But if you work at it and just stick with it, it's going to click in. Yeah. Was it that you had that that quote we used to say all the time by um, which year when we do our trainings in the beginning? It talks about the all. Oh, there's a quote by Ira Glass who says that there is a disconnect between when you start something and your ideal what's in your head. Your your taste is still killer, but your skills don't match it, right? But you have to keep doing it until your skills match your expectations of yourself. There's like this chasm that you have to bridge. 
and you know you're already there in your mind. Like, I can do it. I'm a kick-ass slash artist. I can do it. But nah, your hands aren't quite cooperating. <laughs> but once you get there, and, and for you, you, you figured it out, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like a mindset. I always tell, it's, I have something kind of similar that I tell my trainees because they get the same thing. Like, you know, a month after their training, they're like, Ashley, I don't know what it is, but I'm still not fast enough. Why am I not doing full sets in two hours? And what I always tell them is they're associating getting good and getting fast with money. Yeah. And if you take away the money out of the picture and you just focus on getting good, mm-hmm. you're going, you're not going to be thinking about being fast. So yeah. I always tell them that when babies are learning how to walk, they're not thinking about, oh, if I walk, I can go get candy. <laughs> There's no reward in walking. They want to walk just so they can walk because they just want, they see everyone else doing it. I just want to walk. So they don't give up because there's nothing they're really associated. They're doing it for their self. So I always tell them, do get better and, and practice your craft for yourself and you will. But if you keep putting dangling this money over your head, like, oh, Ashley makes this much money. I want to make much, as much money as her. And you're going to be so focused on that. You're not even going to learn how to walk. Yeah, we have a saying that we got from uh, someone that was like, a friend or a coach who coaches uh, and we, we were frustrated because we were like a little bit about money and we were thinking about well maybe we should cut corners or maybe we should simplify our training or you know find a faster way so we can make more money and she kept saying just do good work just do good work do good work and what, I said do well what work. about this what just do good work and then really we added to that do good work and the money will follow for sure. Even in my trainings, I've learned that like there was times where I was doing the same thing. I see all these other girls doing way more trainings than I do, but they charge 500. Mine all start at 15 and I'm about mine are all two or three days. And I, and I pour a lot into those two and three days. And it's not just like two hours of me talking and then one hour of a live model. And then you walk away with a certificate. Like it's a lot of lecture, a lot of theory, a lot of hands-on practice, a lot of guided practice. So um, I got to a point where I was even thinking the same thing. And my kit is huge. Like you get so much in your kit. And um, I remember thinking like, well, maybe if I just get more people trained, then, the, you know, then I'll have a higher success. You know, they'll, they'll get better faster. But how does that make sense? Pumping out more isn't going to make the ones I do better. But then I realized, well, the, it's OK that I don't have a lot of trainees every month. One or two people a week is good because every one or two people, the people that are coming to me, it, they're coming to me and paying. I am hands down like the most expensive person in my area for what I do. But yet I'm consistent. I may not be like overflowing with trainees, but I'm consistent. Like I have someone at least one or two people a week. And it's because they're willing to invest in what I do because they see that everyone who takes my training, even their very first live model that they do, mm-hmm. they come out, they're beautiful. Maybe they're not crazy full, but the placement is great. The isolation is great. Like the work is great. Whereas other people who are taking these $500 trainings that are done in three hours, we see their live models and they yeah. post it. It's scary. It's scary. So it's like, why do I want a bunch of lash robots doing that type of work out there? I'd rather just stick to what I'm doing. It, their the lashes quality. look like 2020. That's my <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 2020 well, is the very definition of bad lashing. Well, <laughs> so. well, can you share with our listeners where they can find you if yep. they are interested yeah. in um, training, if they're interested in... Or just in- following you guys, yeah. just your journey yeah. and all that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, mostly I'm on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram, but... Um, so we're beautylicious underscore OX for Oxnard. That's where we're from. Mm-hmm. And then he's Hakeemlicious. 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 <laughs> that's his name. Love it. Awesome. When I started making fun of me, started saying, why don't you just call Hakeem? And then it kind of just stuck. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go with Hakeemlicious. It was better than Lash Keem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lash Keem. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I love it. That's great. <laughs> I might have to and try to come. Our website, yeah. if anyone wants to know about like our trainings or our product line, we're um, beautylicious.net. All right. Great. 
Well, thank you guys. You both are amazing yeah. and we're thank very you. inspired exactly. by it. Yeah. We'll have to have you back on again. You have yeah. to give us an update of how you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Especially once thank COVID's all over and we're actually free yeah. to work without having to hide yeah. from the government like we all are right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But that said, guys, you guys, it was wonderful to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. that's a wrap. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash comrade, Tusney, as well as our special guests, Ashley and Hakeem, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. Bye.